Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at Whit Riverside. Good morning. Can I just thank the worship team for this morning? I just think that was very precious, wasn't it? Thank you guys for all the work you do. It's a it was quite remarkable. God of miracles come, eh? Wow. Do we believe that? That God of miracles will come next month, next year at wildfires, when we have our prayer time in a few months' time? Why not today? You know, why not today? I'm getting so I forget the notes. You know, <laughs> Jesus had said to today, you know, today if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. That doesn't mean all concrete comes over. It means, you know, for me, it means I get a bit proud. No, well, I don't want to respond because people might think I'm in a mess. But today, Father, why not today? Why can't we see more today? There's been a lot of sowing in tears over the last few days. Perhaps we could reap with joy today. Amen? Yeah? I don't want to get all stirry-uppy. Well, I do, actually. I wonder, um, some of you who have never had a picture or a prophetic picture, or about to have one, okay? (laughs) I wonder if you've ever been taken to an amazing cake shop. Had your first vision yet? (laughs) You look at the counter, and you see the cakes, chocolate, ladies, (laughs) cream buns, fruit tarts. I listed them here because I don't know what's in there. Lemon cake. But however, you're only allowed to choose one. And that is exactly how I felt when Simon contacted me and a few other folks and offered us an opportunity to speak about the words of Jesus. So the title today, we're launching the series called The Red Letters, The Words of Jesus. But what do the red, the red words of Jesus actually mean? Well, many Bible translations, if you turn into them, you'll see that a lot of the wor- the, all the words of Jesus are written in red. You get that this and you get it on your online Bibles as well. And most of the red words of Jesus are found in the four Gospels, which are? Right, okay. Now, I I wasn't here last week because I wasn't very well, um, but I was listening to Simon. He was really working hard to stir up the crowd. (laughs) So (laughs) I am going to reap what he has sown this morning. (laughs) So there are other words of Jesus in the New Testament. Any, Any takers? Where else does Jesus speak in the New Testament? Revelation, yep. Acts. Acts, correct. Two Corinthians, well done. So, why not, bit of, bit of homework over the holidays, why not pick up your Bible and have a look and look at the red words of Jesus? Can I recommend this book? I know I do each time. I'm not on commission. It's, it really is a very, very good book. If you only use these phone thingies, then gateway.com, do Bibles online. It's very helpful. and It's an easy way in. Now, the Bible is a great book, but it's not always easy to understand. So we need to ask God's Holy Spirit, the one who inspired the book, to help us when we under- as we read it. Now, the four Gospels, they are like four windows. A bit like, uh, what was that, play school, wasn't it? What's through the round window? The book of, the book of Matthew. That's not in my notes either. Oh, dear. 
<laughs> we cannot return your paintings. But these give us, these give us windows, the, the Gospels give us windows into the life of Jesus. So can I suggest, maybe, if you're new to the Bible, you find it all a bit much, have a look at the book of John. Now, John 1 is totally fantastic, but quite hard to understand when you first come to it. So start at John 2 and just read the story and look at the words of Jesus. It's a great book. We are now going to pray and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. It's quite scary, isn't it? Do you think he will? Wow. Because it's his voice, not man's voice. We need to hear his voice, his voice highlighting things to our hearts. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we want to thank you for the word of God. We want to thank you, Jesus. This book is filled with your words. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would speak to us your voice this morning. Jesus, would you be our teacher? And Father, could we humbly ask that signs and wonders would take place following the word in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, competition time. Words of Jesus, I was asked to choose a verse. So what verse did I choose? Shout it out. Anyone know any, any sayings of Jesus? You know the nice guy in the Bible? I will make you fishers of men. That's a good one. Come on to me. All who are heavy laden and have bashed their heads and I will give you rest. Any more? I'm the way, the truth and the life. Okay, well hopefully Chris will... I will build my church. That's a good one. Thank you, Peter. So... Hopefully Chris will cover all of those next week, because this week, this week, I've chosen a verse that's been very much part of my life for the last few years, and it's this. It's from John chapter 15 and verse 9, and it's in the, during when Jesus is speaking about um, the vine and so forth, and it says this, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you, abide in my love. The verse starts with God. He starts with God the Father, Jesus the Son, the Holy Spirit. It is not all about us. Because the culture we live in puts us and me at the centre of everything. We are brought up to be self-dependent people, to be independent. And yet God himself is an interdependent relationship. And we are created in his image. That's why things great because we try and be independent. And I believe that it's God's heart for us to return to that interdependent relationship with him and not to live independently of him. See, it starts very simply. Just come to God afresh. Say, Lord, I want to turn away from going my own independent way. I want to change the direction of my life to follow you. Now, the old-fashioned word for that is repentance. Did you know you can actually ask Jesus to forgive your sin, forgive the bad stuff, and your desire to do the bad stuff? You can ask Jesus to come and be Lord of your life, actually live inside you. A bit weird, but it's amazing. And you can actually do that this morning. If you've never done that before, you can go from being independent 
to becoming interdependent with the Lord and God who made you. And guess what? He will. He'll come. He'll come and live inside you. It'll be a roller coaster with lots of tears as well as lots of joys. And amongst many of the things you'll experience is the opportunity to get stuck into the benefits of this verse. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. So let's simply unpack this. As the Father has loved me, we need to consider who is the Father and what is love. (laughs) That was a bit weird, wasn't it? (laughs) See, God the Father, I believe, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, God is the centre. The Bible starts, it says, in the beginning, God. I've said it before, there is no explanation for God. That is just it. Tough. In the beginning, God. No explanation. And yet, we can see from the Bible different characteristics, or I prefer the word attributes, that God has. So we want to unpack, the Father loved me, so I've loved you. So we need to think about the characteristics and the attributes of God. So, trying again, I'll do my best, Simon. (laughs) Who would like to shout out some attributes of God? He is all-powerful. Thank you, Jan. Lovely. Faithful. Faithful. Compassionate. Compassionate. Merciful. Merciful. Loving. 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 Loving, absolutely. Holy. Omnipresent. Holy. Omnipresent. Forgiving. Forgiving. Excellent. So these just give us little, we get little views. God is fully all of those things, by the way. He is fully all those things. And yet, he is all those things. Bit hard to unpack. But this is, he's a creator, he's the author of life. God is love, God is justice, he's mercy, he's goodness, he's wrath. He's a shepherd, he's a provider, he's a healer. Do you remember we used to go through those uh, Jehovah Jireh ones, he's my provider. Sid Kenyu was always my favourite one. I thought he was a guy who lived in the East End, but uh, it actually means the Lord my righteousness. Never mind, shouldn't have bothered with that one. So... But what I do sometimes is I go through what I call the alphabet of God. So if I don't know what to do, I think of the A, B, C of God. So I think A, God is almighty. B, God is beautiful. C, God is creator. D, God is my defender, my deliverer. And it's something I've developed over the years and it's become quite a good habit, I think. So what is the love the Father and the Son have that we're to abide in. Well, God, I believe, as I said, is three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And he's very difficult to define who God is. But Wayne Grunem, a theologian, he had a bit of a go at it, and he said this, God eternally exists as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and each person is fully God, and there is one God. It's, it's a trinity, it's, it's a three in one. It's a relationship of eternal love, a relationship of holiness, submission to one another, a joy. In fact, it means like a dance of communion, face to face. And through the Gospels, we see this interaction between this God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, for example, at Jesus' baptism, we read this in Matthew three sixteen and 17. And when Jesus was baptised, immediately he went up from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him. 
and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest in him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. That's relationship, because as we're not told that Jesus had done any miracles or any great works before then, and yet he was the beloved Son. See, we we can know God, but we can't know him absolutely and completely, because I think if we did, he wouldn't be God. Now, that sounds weird, but here's an example. Julia and I have been married for about 40 years. I know her likes, I know her dislikes, what makes her laugh, what certainly doesn't make her laugh. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, But I don't know what she was thinking on Tuesday afternoon when I was at work. I don't know. So I know her, but I don't fully know her, if you get me. Do you remember the the TV programme, Mr and Mrs? Mr and Mrs. And they used to put one in a thing and they asked them questions. Well, Julia and I were champions at a previous church. Uh, Christmas after Christmas after Christmas at the party, we always used to do a Mr and Mrs competition. Six questions. And... Very, we always got them right. We got one question wrong in I don't know how many years we did it. Um, so we know each other quite well, but we cannot fully know. So God can be known. We can press in. We can get to know him more and more. And that's what I want us to encourage us to do. So how did and how does the father love the son? Well, you can see here the father declares at Jesus' baptism that he is his beloved son. And the Gospels are absolutely littered with declarations of love between the Father and the Son. And rather than me doing all the work, it's a bit of homework again. Have a look during the summer, because God doesn't take a holiday. The devil also doesn't take a holiday. Look at the word and look at the relationship between the Father and the Son. So my chosen verse says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. So with that love that God the Father has loved Jesus... That is how he loves you. I mean, that's worth a wow, isn't it? It's a wow. I want to get Kate Bush on the stage and I go, wow, wow. I mean, it's amazing. The truth we hold, it's wonderful. How much he loves us. In Ephesians 1, uh, have we got this? Have I jumped ahead? Maybe I have. In Ephesians 1.6, for some reason it's not on the screen, it says this. There are these amazing promises and blessings that, that Paul is just pouring out about God. And it says, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. My friends, we are beloved and we are blessed of God. We really are. may not feel like it, but we really are. Now, this is what Matthew Henry says. He says this, the father was well pleased with Jesus that he might be well pleased with us in him as beloved, he might make us accepted. It's a bit wordy, but just grab the first part. The father was well pleased with Jesus that he might be well pleased with us. When we are in Christ Jesus, great book by Colin Urquhart, when we are in Christ Jesus, we can receive that same love from the father. I think that is absolutely staggering. (coughs) Let's just pray and thank God. Father, we want to thank you so much. We want to thank you so much for Jesus. 
Thank you for what you won on that cross for us, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the victory of that empty tomb. Ascended, Lord Jesus, we want to thank you that we are now your sons and daughters and that you love us. You really love us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So the end of John 9, are we back there, more or less? It says, as the Father's loved me, so I loved you, abide in my love. Now this is how I used to read it. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you, abide in my love. That's how I used to read it. About four or five years ago, Jesus started to deal with the deep-rooted fear and anxiety that had been in my life. And these words came to me again, and, and I saw them almost as a threat. As a child, I had an image of a distant God sitting on a cloud. That picture? And if I was naughty, or if I read a comic on Sunday, he was going to whack me. But the Holy Spirit, he just started to peel back these misunderstandings and lies that I believed about God. And I saw through John's Gospel that the Father loved Jesus beyond any measure that I could imagine. And that it was this measure of love that the Father and Jesus now had for me. And it was a gift of love and acceptance, not based on my achievements, whether good or bad, but solely on what Jesus had done. And there are people here today who need to know that. Not there might be someone here. You need to know this, that as the Father loves Jesus, so he loves you beyond measure. Because when he looks at you, he sees all that Jesus has achieved and has won for you. My prayer is that that truth will really resonate with people here today. We cover it a lot on the Freedom in Christ course. Got to plug it. <laughs> and, and even in this room today, I know there are people who've just experienced that in the most amazing way. When you really grasp, I am a child of God, yes. I am. Very good. <laughs> so as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. So what does abide mean? Bit of a bit of a weird word. Well, to get a bit of a grasp on that, we can move to Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, and it says this. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Now the bit you've all been waiting for. Going home. Okay. This is why we don't video services. Right, I need three foolish, I need three volunteers. But I haven't got time to waste, so please stand up quickly, June, Sean and someone else. I love it. Just oh, stay there. Stay there. Back, back. <laughs> My Richard. Where's our third volunteer, please, Mel? <clears throat> right. So we take the scripture. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Now, we are promised a heat wave this week, aren't we? Going to be 35, 36 degrees. <clears throat> So, June, I want you to imagine it's Wednesday. You're outside in the burning hot sunshine. And I'm here 
under my parasol shade. Over to you. Yes, you may. There we are. So can you see what June is doing? Where is she? She's under the cover. Thank you. You can go and sit down now. That's easy, wasn't it? Pain. Right, so that's, uh, that's that one. All the effort for that one demonstration. <laughs> thing is, if you're like me, it's only the kids' talk you ever remember anyway. So there's no point unpacking Revelation this morning. Right, so Mel, it is now last Friday night, and it is absolutely lobbing it down with rain, and you're out there getting soaked. Don't move. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to share it. Right, so what is Mel doing? Sheltering. She's sheltering. Thank you very much, Mel. Get down with care. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Now, the third one, it says, you will um, abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now... Yes, yes, I have got a shadow. So, Sean now is going to do something. Da-da! Excellent, right. Okay, so, I've got, another, I've got something I want to say about this, but there's something else I sense the Lord say to me about this bit. Better stand up, mate. We, we have a God who is the same and unchanging, but he is a God of seasons, and he's a God who moves. So... If we're going to stay in the shadow of the Almighty, <laughs> if, we're, if, we're, if we're going... <laughs> I'm looking forward to him preaching. You can sit down. <laughs> you definitely need to book him, Simon. So. But I, on, on that, I'll come back to the other point in. But I, I really sensed that God is a God who moves. As, as the children of Israel came into the promised land, there was a cloud, wasn't there? And doing a bit of reading, it looks like they were kind of under that cloud all the time during the day. And I think that God moves. So if God has spoken to you about something, keep close to him because he will keep moving, although he's unchanging. Someone's going to grasp this. But the way Sean stayed in my shadow, stay in his shadow because I don't see anyone building arcs today. Why? Because God hasn't said build an ark, but he did once. So listen to the now word of God. What is the Lord saying today? Hold on to prophetic words from the past, build that into your life. But God will be moving, so move with him. I really think that's essential. So, coming back to the the other point. The folks with the parasol and the umbrella... They were exposed and they needed shelter. But when you notice that the other thing I was going to say about Sean, sorry, it's all gone haywire now, is that it's not just about us snuggling in close to Jesus and being all cuddly forever. It's about staying in the shadow of God, moving with him, because we have got a job to do. So it's not just about curling up and being snug next to Jesus, because he will be moving to people that we can serve and help and care for. So when the guys were up here helping me, was it easier for Mel to hear me speaking here, or if there was no microphone, is it easier for her to hear me at the back? That's it. So 
So the reason some of us don't hear God's voice is because we don't stay close to him. It's, it's fairly logical, really. So that's not in a heavy way, not to beat people up, but stay close to him by reading his word, by enjoying the red letters of Jesus, by coming on Sunday, by being in your small group, being with one another. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, that was very nasty of Julian to make all these people come up to the front and not give them a present. (laughs) Guess what, Mill? (laughs) So if you'd all like to come up to the front and get your present... June. Oh, lovely, healthy. Oh, it's healthy, yeah, they're, they're all organic. <laughs> uh, that's for you, Sean. Like the wine made with my own two feet. There we are, Mel. You can sit down. There you go. Thank you so much. Bless you. That's it. I didn't do that on purpose. I would have done if I thought of it. <laughs> I've known you a long time, remember. <laughs> but if you grasp... You see, they responded to me, they came into my shelter, and now they've been rewarded, haven't they? Now look at them. Have you noticed anything? This is completely unrehearsed. They're eating the grapes, and what else are they doing? They're sharing them. Okay. No, they're not. Thanks, Phil, for ruining my point. (laughs) But you see, this is what the Lord does. He he makes us fruitful, not to just hang on to it, but without being told, they had come to the Lord, so to speak. They'd received something, and now they're sharing it. Without even thinking. I didn't ask them to. I'm glad they did. I didn't ask them to. So God offers us protection. What's the song? um, Robbie Williams? Angels offer protection. Let me tell you, there are angels and so forth. That's fine. But it is Jesus Christ that we put our faith in, not angels. You know, it might be when I put that umbrella up, some might go, oh, that's bad luck putting an umbrella up in, in a building. Listen, we don't live under that. We live under the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is Lord, okay? If me putting that umbrella up frightened you, then let's just pray together. Let's just get rid of it. Because we don't need to live with some of these old wives' tales that have put fear into our lives. Jesus Christ is Lord. So God offers us protection, closeness. When he's close to us, we have his ear. And we can choose whether we draw near to God or whether we remain, or whether we remain where we are. And let me tell you, it is good. Whether life is good or bad, it is good to shelter in Jesus. Now, to tell the story, to put it on its head, as you know, I had this um, operation in my mouth and bone grafts, goodness knows what else, very nasty. A bit worried about it. Asked the Freedom in Christ team to pray with me last... Are you right there, Alison? <laughs> She's getting through them. So I asked the Freedom in Christ team, um, and Carol, bless her, joined us as well, and they just prayed for me, and Rose had a picture. She said, I see a picture of you just lying in Jesus' arms, rather than lying in that dentist chair, and he's just ministering to you. That blessed the socks off me, and I held on to that throughout the whole process, in the middle of the night, you know, when the lies come, when the fear comes, I held on to that. So there is a right place also where we can 
nestle into Jesus where he will protect us and he'll care for us. It's wonderful. <laughs> the grapes are going round. The grapes of wrath. So Jesus, getting back to Jesus. So Jesus had this relationship with his Father. He had the relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's his invitation, his ongoing invitation to us to have that relationship with God the Father, to have that relationship with him. And when Jesus was walking on this earth, he was confronted with all sorts of situations, wasn't he? He would, he would find um, someone who was sick or he would find 5,000 needed feeding. And as soon as he saw that need, he didn't go, oh my goodness, <laughs> run up the hill, get to the top of the prayer, dear Father, I pray you'll bless me and help me and blah, 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 amen. No, Jesus didn't. He was in that constant fellowship with his Father. So there were times he got aside with his Father, specific times to enjoy God's presence, which we can do. And also Jesus was in the real world with real hurting people, loving them, caring them and serving them. So I'm very fortunate. I'm in a job where I'm on my own an awful lot now. And I'm very grateful because it means I can pray, I can you know, sing the songs that we do thousands of times in my head, it builds me up. But years ago, when I was um, running a, a big centre, I had people in my face and on my case all day long. Constant, back, you see it here, people knocking on the doors. You can't just say, well, I just need to go aside and be with Jesus for 10 minutes. You just can't do that. So what I did was I tried to adapt the ABCs of God. So if I had to do the water tests, I, to stop Legionnaires' disease, you have to run taps in various parts of the building if they're not being used. So I would go and I'd turn the tap on, I'd have to wait three minutes. Now in this day and age, I guess you'd get your phone out, wouldn't you? But here's my challenge. Take just three minutes and see how many characteristics of God you can go through. You just turn the tap on like that. Father, I thank you, you're an almighty God. I bless you, Father, you're good. You're the creator you're my deliverer. You're the everlasting God. You're my faithful friend. So you go through the alphabet. You are good. You are great. Your goodness never ends. You're holy. You're here. You're invisible. You're invincible. You're Jesus. You're joyful. I'm not very good at the alphabet. Those grapes are still going around. But it's a fruitful thing to do. You know, it's easy to stand here and bash Facebook and stuff, and, and that is my heart as well. Officially, it's not my heart. But just take those few minutes just to think about who God is and think about who Jesus is. I've prepared pages more, but Mark gave a, Mark gave a prophetic word when we were meeting beforehand. Can you come up and share that, Mark, please? About the hurricane. And then get on the keyboard. I think... <laughs> No, I, I, you know, I've got on a keyboard here. But I just felt it, was a, I felt it was a really significant, really significant word because just let Mark, just let Mark share. You just share me. Yes, yeah, so as we were praying before the service, um, I, I believe that God had given me a picture. Um, now, I, I don't know if this is actually scientifically true or not. Um, someone else may be able to tell me this. But on, on films, you always, um, when there's a hurricane, the eye of the hurricane is this, this 
place of peace and, uh, you know, amidst all the chaos. And that was the picture that came into my mind. And um, I believe that God was saying that, um, that today, is, as we gather together, that um, for, well, hopefully for all of us, but for many of us, um, today was going to be that place of peace um, you know, amidst all the turmoil of life, um, the chaos that we see around us um, as individuals and you know, when, when we look nationally, internationally at all the horrible things that are happening, that this morning we were going to find that place of peace as we rested in God's presence. Um, and that's really essentially what I believe God was saying. You see, Jesus is, Jesus is really wonderful, isn't he? Is he wonderful? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we need to lift ourselves, don't we? We need to just stand up on the inside. Don't say, everyone stand now, because you won't be standing for too long. But Jesus is wonderful. He is life. And he's a God who can transform us. And I, I believe that in that sense there is a river of life flowing through this building today. I believe there's a river of the presence of God. There are folk here that need healing. I can't heal you. These guys can't heal you. But Jesus can heal. Jesus can set us free. There's lots of them now, isn't there? <laughs> so let's just pray and let's ask... <laughs> is that all the grapes you've got left I have to get back into the presence of God and get some more if you're able and you have the energy would you like to stand but if you don't want to that's absolutely fine Psalm 107 we, it speaks of a people who are wandering in the desert and finding nowhere to settle. They're hungry, and they're thirsty, and they're faint. There are people today here who are finding it hard to settle. You're hungry, you're thirsty, and you're faint in that spiritual sense as well. And then it says, they cried out to the Lord. The onus was on the person to make that step. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And it says he delivered them distress. So Father, I pray this morning for those who feel distressed, Lord, that you would deliver them from that distress in the desert, that you are a shelter from the storm, that you are that welcome oasis in the turmoil. Lord Jesus, shaft of light like a super trooper like the beam 
to expose, but it's to guide and to comfort. And we like to scuttle away from the light into the darkness, don't we? I do. But we can come into the light and present ourselves to him. Thank you for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside.